Okay, I'll th- throw Spencer in if we get Fran. Bam, we're live. Shh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the winners of the 2022 CrossFit Games featuring Brian Friend, John Young, Savamatosian, and C. Beaver on the back end. See Beaver on the back end. Brian with a hamburger. Brian is in Madison. John is somewhere in the middle of the country. Caleb is in an undisclosed location. Caleb, you look tan. Getting a little dark out here. It's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Uh, Lord Cleo. Chase Ingram and Adrian Conway did this show uh, a few hours ago, uh, and they started the show by saying – Lauren Cleo started the show by saying that we are on the heels of the CrossFit Games. I think she, what she meant to say is we are on the heels of the Sevon podcast. I think, that's a, I think that's what she meant to say. It is becoming extremely suspicious that every time I have a guest or an idea, they go up an hour or two or three or four before me. Drat it. Um, I'd like to say that uh, uh, after watching that, I realized that I am the only person in the CrossFit space uh, besides Justin's parents that say his name right. His name is Justin Medeiros. It's not Medeiros, but those are the kinds of things that you expect to get correct, and that's why you guys are tuned in here, especially you, Ron Sutton, MLK5240, CrossFit Corey, Elise Carr, Riddow, Brandon Waddle, etc., Yes, John, were you going to say something? No. You kind of leaned in. You gave me a, 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 a nonverbal cue. I'm just looking at other things. Sorry. Uh, to make sure quality control is in place, we've brought John Young um, yeah. so that Brian, uh, we've noticed Brian's been getting carried away with his picks and just fucking choosing every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Uh, and so we brought John Young in to keep him in check. Um, and we shall see if that works. Brian, do you feel confident with your picks? Much more confident in the women than the men. Okay. John, do you feel confident in your picks? Yeah, similar to Brian, but yeah, I'm confident in both of them. I took a risk. I'll, I'll the just top. say this this men's field is was the most difficult um, field of athletes that I think I've ever had ranked for any CrossFit competition. And why is that? There's more people. There's a lot of depth, and there's a lot of depth at – you know, like throughout the leaderboard. So even in the, I would say up through like 33 or four guys, I was still like really not, not just having a hard time with one or two, but like there were groups of four or five that I was like, man, I, on any given weekend, I don't like any of these guys could beat all of this group of people. Uh, so, so when John, you say there's more people, there's not, you mean there's more people who are good because it is the same amount of guys, right? Yeah. There's more, there's more people where it, who are viable for the podium, who are viable for top 10 and the guys for sure. And then even the top 20, there's, it's just different. There's different people, different newcomers and people who have been banned, people who've tried to come for four years and couldn't, there's a lot of different people. So based on how people are at previous CrossFit competitions where you've seen them compete, this is a really tight race. Yeah, but yeah, but but not at the very bottom. 
really okay let me just ask this who do you have as your winner um at the very very top uh john i got patrick valner <laughs> is that just to make controversy or that's a serious uh that's a serious no, no i i got him to you know it's very close and then i just picked who i wanted to win if it was close i tried to uh see if i could make any kind of an argument that valner could beat justin and i felt like it was really close whenever i looked at the events last year and valner beat Medeiros more than Medeiros beat him eight to seven uh he took it off the gas in the last event, so that point spread would have been close. And Velder's been swimming with Ryan Lochte. The swimming, the swimming really is that true? Is that true? I don't. Is that Go beneficial, ahead, or is he just? Is that beneficial, or did he just increase some some drinking game? No, I, they're in the pool together on Instagram, and three days with Ryan Lochte is better than not three days without Ryan Lochte. Uh, so, and it's the swim events in the pool. All of this benefits Velner. So I was like, man, if it's close, I would I want Velner to win. And I took a chance on Annie last year and it paid off for me huge. And uh I'm doing the same with Velner this year. Uh Ryan Stephen Lochte, born August 3rd, 1984, is an American professional swimmer and 12-time Olympic medalist, along with Natalie Kaufman, Dara Torres, and Jenna Thompson. He is the second most decorated swimmer in Olympic history. Measured by a total number of medals behind only Michael Phelps. Seven individual Olympic medals. Where, wow. Velner was like, they just ran into each other at the pool or like Lochte's no, like, he's, hey. He's had multiple posts on Instagram with Lochte. Tear. Through tear. That's the TYR thing? Those are the rubber bands or the Same tape? Same company. Gloves. Pads. Hand, hand, what do they make? Grip pad. Pull up. What what is it? What do those guys make? They make tons of stuff. They make a lot of gym equipment. They're now his sponsor, his main apparel sponsor. I thought they made uh, pull up grips. What? I thought Tier made like uh, what are those things called? You put you slip your two fingers through them, and then it's got the thing that dangles and flaps around. They might eventually, but they, as far as I know, they do not now. Wow! Look at this. Much love from Goose Island CrossFit. I think we we talked about them the other day. Much love. Oh, that's where you did the workout. Much love from Goose Island CrossFit. Rachel Laporte. Oh, uh, who do you have number one, Brian? I won't pick anyone other than Justin Medeiros until someone shows me they can beat Justin Medeiros. How about Justin Medeiros? He's my pick. Okay. Justin Medeiros it is. Did you like how I said it? Yeah, I did. Uh, and, and I say that because Adrian Conway had um, uh, Saxon. He had Justin Medeiros as number one, but he had Saxon as number two and Fikowski as three. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about Saxon and Fikowski. Okay. All right. Um, can we go, Brian, can we just dig into your Instagram and just start working our way down from the top to the bottom? Yeah. And since we don't have, I don't have John Young's list in front of me. John, do you have your list? And you'll put, and you just tell us who you have in these places also, and I'll write it down and I'll start instigating shit. I mean, yeah, we're talking if, about. Uh, if you can, the strength and weakness document, it's in that document if you're able to pull that up. But I have it in front of me, too, so either way it works. Just email it to me, John. All right, Caleb. Uh, number one, Justin Medeiros. Uh, but but it's interesting. You're saying the exact same thing Chase did. You, you, your argument is, uh, what have you done for me lately? You're the winner, so I'm going to pick you as the winner until until proven otherwise. 
Um, well, yes, but but there's I also more than think, that, right? Yeah. Uh, every, I mean, well, his his competition performance starting last year at the games through semifinals of this year, every competition that he's done, he's been the best guy in it. I'm specifically talking about live competitions, and he's been, um, pr- like increasingly impressive in each one relative to the next closest competitor. So what I mean by that is he beat Valner at the games by about 80 points over 15 events. He beat Hopper at the semifinals by the same number of points over six events. So he's putting that margin against the field he's competing against in a much smaller number of events. Um, I also think based on, I mean, he doesn't put a ton of stuff out there for people to see what he's doing throughout the year. And Fellner posts a lot of his workouts, a lot of his training sessions, but Justin doesn't do that so much. So you have to do a little bit more uh, digging or know the right people to kind of find out what's going on with Justin in terms of his training. But everything that I've heard is suggestive of a better version of Justin Medeiros than last year at the games. Uh, two things you didn't mention, but that um, I think you definitely thought of is his coach, Adam uh, Neifer, totally stable, crazy stable situation. Added an athlete, Ellie Turner, to the mix, who Justin, at least uh, um, from what we've heard, is extremely happy with and has uh, helped his training. And uh, and his age, how old was he last year? 23, I think he's 24 now. So we have to assume he got significantly better. By significantly, I mean within the margins of his level. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he didn't win with like this, like random display of performances. He was mostly consistent. He had a couple below average and a couple real, you know, up top three finishes. But so, so when that happens, you can hone in on, on things in the off season much more easily. Like he could pick a couple of things specifically to try to improve over the course of this year. And I think that he's been successful in the pursuits of those couple of things. John, when you pick Patrick Vellner and then we start the show, does part of you go like, fuck, I don't really want to argue this. No, I'd love to argue it. Okay. Give it, give it, give it, give it to me. Give it to me. Well, I mean, because here, I let me just say this. Let me say this while you're, I think you're behind the eight ball before you dig in. Okay. If you had to pick Patrick last year, I'd have been like, okay. Because, because I know Patrick is smart. Um, it, it, He's kind, but he's extremely intimidating in his own way. He has incredible presence and confidence. Um, and uh, there's a casualness to him that could mislead his opponents. And he, I could see him maybe like possibly taking the edge by head fucking uh, Madaris. But now Madaris has got a win. And so like any at two wins. He got him at Rogue. Okay. Uh, right, two wins, a CrossFit Games champion. He's going as the fittest, and I just have to think that, like psychologically, um, Justin's in a better place, and Patrick's in a lesser place. Psychologically, like how? It, J- Justin's the champ. Any any doubt he had of whether he could beat the great Pat Vellner is now gone. And any thoughts that takes away a little fire? Okay, uh, okay, maybe. Okay. You know, Matt and Rich both had incredibly humiliating losses when everybody thought they were going to win. And then that fired them up to be unbeatable. Justin did not have that. He came in and he won and he didn't really, I don't know if he expected to win or not, but everything has been a perfect run for him. He's never, he's not running into any adversity thus far, as far as in a competition goes. 
And I mean, that's credit to him. His execution on events is, is, is flawless. That's, that's a, a trait of his. That's really good. But if you look at Valner's last day, uh, in 2021. Game. Well, J- Justin Medeiros was born in like Lodi or Stockton. That's pretty fucked up. But anyway, go on. Sorry. The, the last day in 2021 for the CrossFit Games, Valner was first, first, and then it didn't matter because Justin was too far ahead. And then he just didn't try. And he wasn't first in the yoke. I think the yoke was the first event that day. He was, but he was like, uh, Valner. Felner's event finishes on the it was a second first and then whatever he took in the final. Yeah. But and he was third. He was, he was third he, I liked it better the way John that. said it. First, first. Why do he you had one of the be- greatest first? last days there was to have until it didn't matter anymore and he didn't try because it didn't matter. He had second locked up. The last event's kind of just there to be. Um, I just think it's much closer than people want to think. They want to try to make Medeiros into the next Fraser. And I have not seen that from him. He doesn't look like the next Matt Fraser to me. And he could this year, he could win by 130 points and then he's going to be untouchable. But this is the year for Vellner to win. And if he doesn't win this year, I don't think it will happen. And I think Medeiros will go on a run. Because I don't see anybody beating him unless Roman makes this huge gain that I don't know about. What but, don't uh, you see that 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 uh, that um, uh, Froning and uh, Fraser have? The only thing that I see different is Medeiros has a better coach than either Froning or Matt ever had. He's a better training partner than either Matt or Fraser ever had, and uh, he is um, uh, better than better than them all around in, in comparable metrics. That's a I would be a care- careful with that statement. I mean, Matt did train with T at one point. That's your and, job to be and, careful. And, and Rich did train with Matt at one point. Yeah, and well, there you go. There's my point. Uh, and, and to be fair, Rich trained with Miko Salo, Dan Bailey, Josh Bridges. Thank you. Thank you. But but um, but Medeiros is, is is has been with has, has a lot of stability in his camp that Matt didn't have. Yeah, lot. but I, I almost think that would work against him if somebody has. You know, everything is hunky-dory for him. Like, there, there is something to being like, I, don't I think- never want to let this happen to me ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, that can fire up people so much to get so good. And How many years did T and happen- Matt train together? How many years did T and Matt train together? One, two? Since 2018. Oh, they did train that long basically, together? Basically two years. Two years. Yeah. Look at people this are is- piling. <clears throat> get- I mean, the thing... The thing that John's saying that is accurate is Medeiros holds the edge over Vellner in terms of execution. And in particular, when I think about Vellner, there are some specific events that he has you know, failed to execute on when it mattered the most in recent competitions, being the last event of semifinals, the last event of Rogue, event eight at the CrossFit Games last year. Those are the three that stand out to me. And event eight was the handstand walking. Uh, workout where he should do well on that but the points he gave away there in my opinion were more detrimental than the points he gave away on the swimming workout because that's a workout that he yeah for Velna because that's a workout where you look at it and you say he has top five potential here but if you but he kicked up and missed implement after implement after implement in that workout and Justin didn't he just you know he wasn't as good on paper but he was better on the field of play and then you come to you look, I mean, last year, Fellner outsnatched him <clears throat> in the snatch event 
couple months later, you go to Rogue, and it's a couple of squat snatches at 205 under pressure, and under that pressure, Vellner misses one. And then you come to the final event of Atlas Games, where he's been locked in, locked in with uh, Adler, and you know, going back and forth all weekend, vying for the title there. And you know, Pat wants to win the title, and he makes three mistakes in a three-minute workout. And it's like those things. If he if he cleans those up, if he doesn't have those this week, he will be in the mix to win the games. But the fact that he's consistently had an, an event like that, and Justin hasn't, is enough for me to say Justin's the favorite. And I don't dispute that. I think he is the favorite, but I think it's much closer than people think. And if it's close, I'm going to pick the guy that I want to win. Just I did the exact same thing with Annie last year. I keep bringing her up because nobody had her finishing that high and it happened. And so I picked the guy that I want to win. And it's that guy falling off the ladder. So this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please take a moment to uh, study John Young's pick for the 2022 CrossFit Games uh, (laughs) champ. Can you guys hear the? I better turn the volume off. I got shut down last time for that. Here we go. We go. Oh, a little something. Ah, he's a bully. Where's he going? Ah, yes. Whoa. Oh my goodness, that's brutal. This is something you have to love about Pat, though. He's not afraid to laugh at himself. No, not at all. He's he he's a cool cat, that's for sure. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I saw him earlier today, and he said, "Equity hug." <laughs> that's good. Tell him to stop worrying about that. Tell him to stop worrying about that. Focus he didn't on see the, that. He didn't. Uh, see uh, that. Uh, uh, we'll get back to that later. Uh Okay. So uh, in in first we got Brian has Justin Medeiros. Uh, uh, John Young has a uh, Patrick Vellner. Um, uh, Brian, will you be surprised if Patrick Vellner wins? Pleasantly surprised. Okay, but surprised. And uh, John, will you be surprised if Justin Medeiros wins? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I uh, I put that. Up. I think, that was look, my I that think, was my fault. I mean, uh, John. People know that I'm I'm a I'm friendly with Pat Vellner, huge fan of Pat Vellner. I think it would be amazing for his career if he won. I also think that it would be really good for the landscape of the men's division if someone other than Justin won, because, you know, we haven't had that in a while where it's like people trading blows type of situation. It's just like the next guy up and then they win until they leave and the next guy up and they win until they leave type thing. So I would, you know, I think for the sake of the sport and the competition, anyone that's able to beat Justin this year would be a really positive thing. I think it's the be opposite. Better. I think it's the opposite. No, it would motivate him to be better. He'd have that adversity that John's talking about, and everyone would then say, "Like, no, the guy's beatable." Lance Armstrong. Along, he Justin Medeiros is going to be the Lance Armstrong. Sorry, Justin, that doesn't end well for Lance. I don't, think, with me. I don't think he would. He's going to be comparison. He's going to be the Lance Armstrong um, of uh, of cross. It's winners, repeated winners, that help the sport. I don't know. Uh, 2015 through 2017 for the women. You don't remember how exciting oh, it's rivalries. That was. It's rivalries that people want to see. For the, for those of us who are invested already, the rivalries are cool. But for those, but from the outside, if you want to draw in new people, it's like, hey man, come watch the. Are you more games. excited to watch Tia this year, or are you more excited to watch Laura, Gabby, Haley, Mel, Danielle, Calcara vie for the podium? Uh, yes. And I, I don't know what they, if that was a yes or no question. I think it's just my way of dodging it. But did Tori and Pro sell out because Tia was there? Or did it sell out because people wanted to see the up-and-comer Ellie Turner? Ellie who? It sold out last year. Oh. Well, probably I'd give to you. Oh, did it really? 
I think so. That, they always have good competitions. I know that you fucked me up. <laughs> CrossFit, the CrossFit fans in Australia turn up for competitions. Oh, I am very excited to watch Tia. I think she's joking, right? Is that what that sweat head means? That she's joking? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, everyone should be excited to watch Tia, but it's not going to be a, that fun of a competition. It's just going to be an impressive performance. Uh, Tom, R- Tom Hoffman says rivalries would be better. Yeah, I hope the next Christmas party where you uh, you go to, there's three Chippendales talking to your wife. Let's see, let's see how you like that. And a menorah in the corner. I think about this. Savant, say say Belner wins the games this year, and then a rogue Roman wins, and then you got the three of them going to the CrossFit Games in 2023. You don't yeah, think that would be so much it, fun? It is. It is. I'm just. It, it is. It is. I, I. I'm not saying it's. It's a close second for me. Don't get me wrong. I would still enjoy it, but I. I really. I. I'm. I'm really excited to see Justin the Justin Medeiros dynasty. I'm pumped. Okay, number number dose. Can we go back to the slides, Caleb? Number dose. We've pretty much done one and two. Yeah. Um, I do uh, think- Adrian said this will be the most exciting games ever, uh, and uh, I, I cannot disagree. This will be the most exciting, exciting games ever, and I say with all humility because um, the Sevon podcast is covering it. So uh, he forgot to say that at the end. Okay, uh, number two, Patrick Vellner. Brian picks Patrick. Who do you got? Justin. Okay, well, shit. Brian was right. We did know this. Okay, number three, Brian. Number three, I'm taking a Roman Krennikov. Oh, wait, before we go there, tell me what happened last year when you picked Annie. What was that, John? You were flexing on us a little bit about Annie. Tell me about how that played out last year. What did you tell us? I kind of remember that you had Annie. I think I think I, I think the I wasn't on for last year 2021 games, but at Rogue I picked Annie second, and you, you all thought I was on crack for having her over Laura, and it ended up that's what happened. Okay, and and, and was that the same kind of circumstance where you were picking who you like more? Yeah. What's not to like about Laura Horvat? She's so personable, chatty, Kathy, and sweet. I'm pretty sure you're the one who said Annie is CrossFit's darling, right? Uh, no, I didn't, but that's uh, I've heard I've heard rumors of such. Okay, Roman uh, uh, Roman Krenikov, uh, Brian. Um, he seems a little unproven to be putting on the podium. So this is a good example of the difference when I put out power rankings compared to predictions. On my power rankings throughout the season, I'm much more conservative in the way that I place athletes based on the totality of their career. And at the games, I'll take a little bit more risk. And this year, yeah, I'm taking a risk with this pick of Roman. And I'm taking that risk based on basically exactly the uh, opposite of what you're suggesting, is that I think he has set himself up with what competitions he's been able to do over the last four years to the point where he has enough competition experience that he'll be... Uh, well-equipped to manage the weekend that is the CrossFit Games. There were certainly going to be some new things uh, that you can't replicate because there aren't any competitions that are this long, this many events, this depth of field of athlete. But I think that Roman can draw on enough competitions that he's been at to have confidence coming in that he can hang with these guys. Um, and, you know, most <clears throat> most people haven't really had a chance to see him do do any competitive events since pro- probably 
uh, the last time he competed in Dubai, which he did very well at. But he's been progressing in the things that were the biggest problems for him back then. Uh, and, and in particular, he's been getting stronger uh, while it's seemingly still maintaining his you know aerobic capacity and uh, gymnastics as he's gained weight. And that's like the, that's always the check. If you're going to be an athlete that's trying to gain weight and get strong, but your gymnastics suffers at the expense of it, that's a problem. I don't think that's the case for Rome. Uh, I'll be back with a question in one second. John, who do you have in number three? So I'm going to stipulate we did not look at each other's uh, – ranking predictions before we made them i made mine like three weeks ago and i have roman krennikoff at three as well you guys are fucking nuts you guys let me ask you something okay Simon, do you think uh lazar dukic is good yes yes you think ricky ricky garrard's fit yes roman beat them by a hundred points in dubai he's a hundred points better than them he was it was roman and then everybody then ricky and lazar and then no, 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 no. Behind Roman by 100 points was Bjorgman Carl Gudmundsson. BKG was is there too. But I'm, Lazar and Ricky were the podium. But yeah. Oh, you're talking Lazar? about this year. I'm talking yeah, this about year. three years ago. Yeah, he beat him as well. <laughs> then, I'm putting, then I'm putting Roman at number one. I just knocked him in Madeira's <laughs> out. Uh, okay, but here, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Let me ask you this about Roman. Let me, let me fuck with your guys' head a little bit. If Roman were outside the top 10, would you be surprised? Yes. Brian? Yes. If he was out the top five, would you be surprised? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less surprise, but but a little a little surprise. If you're asking me what I think his range of finishes are, I would say it's... Three to six. I was going to say three to eight or nine. So it it really and, and, and okay and let me go the other way uh John you first would you be surprised if Roman Krennikov won the games I would be but I don't put it out of the possibility It's not I'd like that shit crazy I be would be less surprised if you won than if you finished 12th Yeah same Wow okay so it really is one of the greatest guys in CrossFit games history has been sitting on the sidelines for how many years now because he couldn't come to the country? Four. Four. Wow. Crazy. Or three. This will be four, I guess. Crazy. And the hit, like his, <clears throat> his only weak spot is his strength. And he put on 30 pounds. Last or this last year in Dubai, they were like, they didn't know who he was because he was so thick. He weighs like 220. And I thought his cardio would suffer, and it, it hasn't. What about those ears? Are the, those ears aren't going to slow him down on the three point five mile run or the swim? Oh, you you'd be excited to see him on that uh, running oh, event. I I bet he wins that event. Hey, are him and Ricky just going to pull away on that? Like they're just going to be out there just running by themselves, just shooting the shit? I think Roman will handle the pig a lot better, and then Ricky will run a lot faster, and it'll come down to the Husafel, and I think Roman will carry that better than Ricky. And Fagowski will be in the mix too in that, but that's what I think will happen. Whew. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Mr. Roman before we move on to number four? Uh, I think Roman's going to make a lot of fans this weekend. Good. Yeah. If uh, Roman is basically Ivan Drago, if he was likable, he's a monster. And people just don't know him. Well, we're about to know him. He's going. I'll tell you what. I, I saw. He, I saw him at the check-in today, and uh, Artur Semenov is with him. That guy is big too. 
I wonder if there's any chance Roman, if he, let's say he wins the games, say he does well, if he doesn't go yeah, home so with, cool. with the, with, with the, um, I think that the, would call in the question Madero's last year win with the, with the, well, with the wrist with, Oh, that's interesting. With you the wrist. So, well, I mean, there's like, there's nothing you can never take anything away from someone who beat the field that was presented before them. But it makes for a fun conversation. But if Roman as far wins as this who year, is the fittest man in the world, though, he didn't show up because he was no, stuck he in Russia. He wasn't there. We'll find I out. Don't, I don't think that would have happened. I don't think that's going to happen. But it, you know, so you're saying Justin might have been the fourth fittest last year? Because him, Ricky, and who else? Who else didn't show? <laughs> oh, oh uh, Matt Fraser and Rich Froney weren't there. Do you think Justin's really the fifth fittest guy on the planet? Uh, okay, uh, I, I like your thinking, though, John. I like your thinking. Um, no, number four. If uh, Justin Ryan. is watching, I think you are the fittest man in the world right now. Too I'm late. not he trying to you. hate too, on you too, too late. much. Too late. <laughs> number quattro, BKG, Bjorgvin Carl Gudmundsson from Iceland. Uh, yeah, Who, John, who'd you have for? I have uh, Brent Fikowski. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm gonna say I want to say this I, before next. Brian for Brian not to have Brent up there. I think he thinks something's wrong with Brent. He knows something. So, uh, so John's got we have the same top five. He's just got Justin and Pat flipped, and he's got Brent and BKG flipped. Um, I think that both BKG and Brent Fakowski were competing at the games last year at less than a hundred percent. I think that both guys have taken a very calculated approach to this season with the intention of getting here to the games uh, and, and, and trying to win it. I think that both guys believe that they have the chance to win, and, and, I, <clears throat> and I think that both guys do have a chance to podium for sure, like 100%. I don't know if either of them can win, but I think that if you just look at their careers since 2015 for BKG, 2016 mm-hmm. for Brent, they are locks in the top of the leaderboard in the CrossFit Games. Throughout 2019 and 20, we don't have to talk about those years. Brent's never finished worse than fourth. So I'm projecting his worst ever finish at fifth as he's getting older and the field's getting deeper and younger. I don't think that it's like that unfair of a, of a ranking to give him. And basically what I'm saying here is that these guys, outside of Roman, who I think has a chance to be in this mix, these other four guys are the four guys that everyone else still has to prove to me that they can beat here and none stables, of them have really stables. shown me that they can what did what did bjorgvin uh get last year at the games eighth fourth fourth that's what you just said sorry and what did B, uh Fikowski get third third and, so and I don't, I, what makes you think I, but what makes you think that i i'm tripping that you would put Fikowski so low it's you know something low you know something what do you know what do you know brian what do you know what no, do you no, know no. like don't don't forget the thing that i've been saying all year Men in this field will show up fitter than they were last year and finish worse than they did last year. That's what we're talking about. That's why Adrian's saying something like this: "This field is so good that this game is going to be so exciting." Um, John, before you go, well, yeah, John, you had a uh, you have Fikowski. Um, when we get to the five, okay, let's get to five, and then I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. Um, who's who's your number five, Brian? My five is Brent. His five is BKG. Um, do you see any of these guys this being their last year? 
If Vellner wins it, I think he could retire. Wow. Definitely, definitely not for Justin Roman, Justin or Roman. The I could like there's an outside thought in my mind that BKG could possibly go on a team next year just because he's had the exposure to the Reykjavik team. And if he thinks that's a fun training environment outside of that, I don't think he's going anywhere. Pat and Brent, there are circumstances in their life where I could see any year at this point being their last year, not because they can't continue to compete just because, uh, you know, they may just move on to other things or lose the passion for competing. I mean, if you talk to Brent about what he dedicates in terms of every resource in his life towards trying to achieve this goal of winning the CrossFit games, it's substantial. And he's, you know, he's getting into his mid thirties. He's got family now. Um, so that for Brent and Pat, like uh, every time I get to see him compete, I, I consider it like a, a blessing. Cause right now I think they're two of the best five or six guys that have ever competed in the sport. And I'm trying to soak it in and enjoy their, their, you know, performances when I can. I mean, four of those guys are on the last half of their career, right? Well, uh, you, I guess I mean, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Are you considering this Roman's last half? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I it's think a he's little bit weird for yard. Roman. I think he's crossed the 50-yard line. I mean, I don't think he has, I don't think Roman has five years left in him. He's not old. How old is he? 27, 28? 28 is what I have in mind, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, and any, any, anything you guys have heard about any of these guys that we, you're that you're not sharing, you don't have to share it with us. But something that might be that you know, like I haven't, I have only heard positive things about all five of these guys. Mister Young, same. Okay, coming healthy. All right, cool. It's a great top five. Great top five. This is going to be interesting. Number six, Brian. Hello. What is it? I think it's Saxon. Is it Saxon? Because that's who I have as well. Yeah, I got Saxon at six. Uh, do you th- do you think it's inevitable that um, we're going to see Saxon on the podium someday? I do not think it's inevitable. I think there, I think he could do that, but it, it, I could just as easily see him not doing that in his career. And, and, and what and what do you say? What about you, John? I could see him getting fourth through sixth his entire career. And, and what what does he have to get better at to, to to crack that to where you guys are like, yeah, this guy's getting on the podium? So possibly nothing. I mean, he could already have the skill set that's needed for that. And I do think that there's I, – I mean, I, one of the things that I'm most excited for this year, and I think it adds to the excitement, is obviously the unknown aspect of Adrian Bosman's programming. And for a lot of, for a lot of years, like – at the CrossFit games, like you've just had to be strong and strong and stronger and stronger to hold up over the course of the weekend and with the events. And even if you look at last year on the last day, they were asked to move a really heavy yoke, a really heavy deadlift and a pretty heavy barbell, especially when it, with the overhead lunges at the end of that workout. <clears throat> and that's events 13, 14, 15, you know, obviously Boz has talked about the fact that he knows what the, the games athletes are good at and he knows what they're not good at. And if this programming uh, similarly to you know the 2019 programming, specifically the critical events in that year, favors the smaller athletes in a, in a little different way than some of the past games have. Saxon could, you know, see himself gain 50 to 100 points and move up two to three spots on the leaderboard for sure. John, do you think uh, there's anything that stands out that's holding Saxon back that you'd be like if he just fixed this one thing? No, Saxon's really really well rounded. Uh, he just needs to get fitter. 
It's kind of like um, or or what Brian said. The programming gets tweaked enough to where it, pu- it pushes someone like him into I, the. I don't think it will though. If it's a well-rounded program, like Saxon has shown himself to be very well-rounded, but he's not he has no home run hits, and that's. And I'm not gonna like Scott was kind of similar. I know I, like Scott had two event wins in his whole career. Um, Three. He got two last, two, two, two last year and one way back when 2012-2013. And that's I think Saxon is shown to be the same way. I just think he just he has to get all around just just fitter. And until he does, it's hard to say he's going to. I will say he looked phenomenal at the semifinal stage of competition this year. Like he really looked phenomenal impressive. at Granite last year. <clears throat> and this I, thing, I, and I, this I, thing, this thing looks good on him. Yes, it was. Uh, I've spoken about this before. Is more than just the performance on the field. It was the way he carried himself before workouts, between workouts, in the middle of workouts. Like he just looked like yeah, like he'd taken a next step in terms of maturity as an athlete. He's in, in in the prime of what I you know what has been the best years for most men in CrossFit right now in terms of age with a ton of experience. So he's a very formidable opponent in this field. And I just think he's slightly behind the group of guys that we just talked about. The floors is home. He walks around like the floors is home. Like he he he's, he looks comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah, very. While still being you know aggressive, ferocious, tenacious, and really fit. Uh, number seven, uh, Lazar uh, Jukic for Brian John Young. Who do you got? This is where we start uh, dif- differing a little bit. I have Ricky Garrard. Uh, both guys, uh, similar, right? Really good at everything. If they were, if they, if they had an area that they, um, that you would want to improve, it would be their strength. Uh, yeah. And and I would, I would give the edge. Now I don't know this. Say that again. Impressive analysis. And if, and if I, thank you. And if I were to um, give the edge to someone in a very important year where Adrian Bosman says that after this year, coaches will be changing their primacy, their focus, their pre- preeminent way of of, of co- coaching them and what they're going to put the focus on. I would say Ricky's probably better at gymnastics, true or false? I don't know. Yeah, they're I don't both, really know either. They're both pretty great. At gymnastics, Lazarus too? Yeah, yeah. Lazar won that open workout where they had 40 ring muscle-ups, if you remember back then, in the whole world. Ryan? Well, he's not wrong. I mean, look. Yeah, they both have. They're both plenty good at, at gymnastics. Um, I don't. I have. Uh, Is Lazar an athlete? What's his athletic background? I just feel like Ricky's probably good at everything. He could ride a bike. He could fight. He could swim. He could run. He can lift heavy. He, I just feel like he could probably just get out there and win at badminton. I just feel like he's probably just an athlete. What's he's Lazar a pretty good swimmer. If he doesn't have a swimming background, I'd be surprised because he's a. Great swimmer. He's Australian. Those dudes are born in the ocean. No, Lazar. Oh, oh. I think when we talked to him, he said he was he did swimming in water polo. Okay, but no, I think which would explain his engine. I mean, look, I'm going to be saying this about a lot of guys on this list. I think that Lazar has improved this year remarkably in the things that were the biggest problems for him last year. Obviously we spoke to him. And so we learned something that I didn't know, which is the attention that he's sunk into his um, speed and agility or power output work this throughout this off season. But I know that he's gotten stronger and 
and I think that part of that is also that he's developed his midline a little bit more. Uh, You know, I talked to him after Lowlands Throwdown, and he's like, hitting the jerk at the end of that complex was so important for me because I'd missed the jerk in a complex two other times in competition already in the past year. And, you know, just to know that that work has been paying off and that I could execute that way in a competition. He's coming off a win there. He's coming off the confidence of knowing that he took BKG down in that competition, regardless of what was what else was going on. That's still important for him to have that belief that he can be the fittest guy in Europe, that he can improve on his finish from last year. And I think that he is standing on pretty good ground to make that to come here with that belief because of the work that he's put in in the specific areas that he needed to this year. John, what do you think about um, Lazar coming here last year with his brother, getting a shit ton of love, being welcomed, and coming back another year and probably being significantly more confident on the field? Almost, almost. I mean, almost feeling maybe like a five-year veteran, even though it's his second year. You know, he he he, he turned. You know, his first year, he turned away his uh, what was it? His invite to the games. Yeah. And so you have a guy and, he, and he's mature beyond his years. You can tell that. I don't know if it's a cultural thing or, or whatever, but he's a dude who's comfortable in his skin. He's a big brother. And then you have another guy who was here four years ago, five years ago, um, did well, but then I, I don't want to say betrayed the, the community. Fuck it. Betrayed the community has come back. There's a gang of us who are like, love the comeback story, love the fact that he didn't give up. But then there's probably um, an uncertainty to his uh, in his own head of his return. Do you, do you, do you think that do you think Ricky is just going to come in here like, fuck it, to block all the noise out? Or do you think he's going to be like, oh, fuck, am I like you think he has to be like looking over his shoulder? Who's talking shit to him or are people in the crowd going to yell druggy or he's not clean or he's going to have to worry about any of that shit? I mean, I, w- I would be surprised if people did that, but I. I don't, I don't say they're not going to do that. But, I mean, for Ricky, it's a self-redemption story. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He owes it to himself. Like, he caused that band to happen. He decided he's going to keep going and come back and, you know, prove everybody wrong that he can do this clean. And, I mean, I say all What about a standing ovation? What about the other way? You think he could get a standing ovation? Step on the floor, welcome, like, like show the world, like, hey, this we're a, we're a family? Like, hey, welcome back? I don't know. I don't think you can predict moments like that. That sounds right. like a very uh, heartfelt thing. Brian, what, what do you think? Is, is Ricky get, is, is, who's in a better headspace, Ricky or uh, if you had to guess, take a stab at it. Ricky or, or who? Or, or Lazar Jukic. I would say Lazar. Because Ricky, Ricky's going to be questioning what the crowd thinks, maybe. Yeah, also he's had, you know, he's had the uh... – nerves the nerves issues with some competitions recently but if he gets you know so it's important for him to get i think it's really important for him to get that first event out of the way i think it's he probably would prefer not to have the off day on thursday and then you know so if he can get past wednesday's first event and friday's first event i think he can get into a really good rhythm but between the apprehension about not knowing how the crowd's going to receive him here and not knowing how his body or his nervous system or whatever is going on is going to respond to those first events like those things are definitely you know, real things in his life right now. And if he can get past those, I think that we can hopefully see like the freedom for him to express his, his fitness on the floor over the course of the events. And I think we will, I have him ranked 11th. <clears throat> I think Ricky's going to be in the mix fighting with a lot of these guys for those for, for a spot in the top 10. 
Um, and it didn't, you know, the reason for me omitting him from the top 10 has nothing to do with what, what I think about his potential. It's just that there's, you know, there's only 10 spots. And when I sat down on paper for each of the guys ahead of him, I felt like I had a better, uh, you know, a better feeling about those guys ending up ahead of him. Well, he, he does then, get nervous though. Then you do have a lot to explain with your number eight pick. Number eight. Yeah. This is a fucking bold pick. This yeah. and not not because he couldn't be, you know, if seven dudes died, not that this dude couldn't be the fittest man in the world with just one plane accident. But fucking putting this guy ahead of Ricky is crazy, I think. It's wild. It's bold. Bold is better than crazy. I don't think it's crazy. It's bold. Uh Brian Friend is Dallin Pepper, the the rookie. At number eight. Yep. Rookie, but not not a man without experience. Highest ranked and rookie, three times CrossFit Games champion, three times teenage champion at the CrossFit Games, and um, when I think, I mean, I don't have a like a great arsenal of statistics to tell you why he's going to beat Adler, why he's going to beat Mayeros or, or Ricky or some of these guys that I have right below him. When I see Dallin Pepper, I just think of a guy who is going to be there on the last day on Sunday, who's going to be in the final heat. There's something different about this guy when he takes the floor of competition that is, un- I, in my opinion, is unteachable is, and is unlearnable. And he just, it's like similarly to Haley Adams, he just has this thing that he's always had that's, uh, you know, this ability to tap into competitive mode that's, uh, you know, and he's got, I think he's just well balanced, well rounded, and has an edge over almost everyone in the field in that regard that people will be surprised. <laughs> That people will be surprised. Um, I think people will be surprised by how well Dallin's able to hang with the majority of this men's field. Who do you, who do you have, John, as number eight? I have Lazar as eight. Uh, everything sounds good when Brian talks about Dallin. I'm like, yeah, of course. He already sees it in his mind's eye. Yes, he had that defeat last year. It's probably made him work even harder. Yeah, he looked amazing at semifinals. Yeah, he's looked great. But then when you see him across from Lazar Jukic, it's like, dude, yeah. Lazar's I mean, so fucking good. Is Dallin really like in the same breath as Lazar? I think that's as bold as Pitt is, is Dallin at eight. I think Dallin at eight is more bold than Roman at three or Velner at one, to be honest. Uh, wow. I, I don't, I don't disagree with what he's saying, but I also agree with what you're saying, Savon. Like, I don't see like Dallin doing CrossFit workouts better than the people that we have ahead of him, or in the same boat. I just don't think he's going to be as fast. Uh, DS wants to know what what are John's credentials. Oh, we don't have time to get into that, but go ahead and ask your mom. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. The other thing about Dallin is, I think he's like bred for the games. And I think that as well as he did at Wadapalooza and as well as he did at semifinals, that the style of competition here, like the more events, the better, the less recovery, the better, the more unknown, the better, the similarly to Velner in that regard, like he handles those things uncannily well, not just for someone his age, but relative to the field. When you say, when you say, when you say Dallin's bred for the games, you mean like his mom and dad, like lit candles (laughs) and like had effigies and Alex, Annie Thor's daughter and Rich Froning, and like they they were like reading a hundred word fitness in a hundred words as as he as they orgasmed. Is that is that what you mean by bread by? Actually, yes, that's exactly what I was. Oh, say. perfect. Okay, I get a Dallin eighth place. He's in there. 
Dear Lord, give us the fittest man alive. And Dallin was created. Okay. We'll accept it for now. We've got to get a few more people. And we'll what, uh, what competition has Dallin done that you think he can? he's not going to break down at all? Yeah, get that it. He's John. going to recover. Because has he ever done a long competition? He's never done Dubai. He's never done Roke. I mean, Wadapalooza. No, Wadapalooza is not the same. No, that's what I said at the Roman's untested too there. Roman's untested too. Roman has done Dubai though. Yeah, event number nine, Roman's going to turn into a pumpkin. We'll still see. No, no, John, you're you're right. He doesn't. But I've uh, that's what I said at the start. Like I don't have an impressive litany of reasons that I can point to on paper why I think Dallin's going to do well. And that's what I was alluding to at the start. Is a couple places on the leaderboard, I've kind of taken the liberty to say I have a feeling that this guy, kind of like you said about Annie and you said about Pat, like I have a feeling that this guy is going to surprise people with how well his body and mind last over the course of the weekend. And that on Saturday and Sunday, he's still going to be putting up top 10 finishes and it'll keep him in the mix. Wow. Uh, Jeremy Garcia, these guys need to schedule better. Had to finish mowing the lawn before I could watch. What, what, what is that code? Is that code? <laughs> who, 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 you can't really be mowing the lawn at 830 at night. So well, we don't know where he, where he lives. Yeah, I'm assuming somewhere. Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Garcia, Mexican West Coast. Okay, 650. All right. Um, okay, number nine, Brian. I think I have Adler at nine. <clears throat> I think that Ad- I think that Adler is continuing to just really, really. Um, he's. I mean, it's it's kind of it's unique the way that he's continuing to improve, and it's a big testament to the the relationship that he has with his coach and the trust that he has in her, and obviously her ability to program over a long period of time. I mean, they're they, from the start when they were pursuing this thing, which they were pursuing and wife, right? Yeah. Coach and wife. Okay. And they're pursuing this thing, which is to win the CrossFit games. They were never in a rush sometimes. And this is not a sport that you can, you know, it's a very one in a million that you can rush into a, a ton of success. And so we see people come through the teenage divisions or through the team ranks or go through money trials of missing regionals before they get to this stage. Obviously, there's some exceptions to that. Tia is an exception to that. She basically decided she wanted to do it. And within two years, she was competing to win. That rarely happens. Jeff has every single competition I've ever projected him to compete in. He's exceeded my expectations. He's placed higher than I've picked him, including Atlas Games, where I picked him second this year and he went on to win. And I would have bet a thousand burpees that Velna would have walked away with Atlas Games win. So I think that they have done as good a job as anyone in really that I've ever seen who didn't have this random gift of potential from the start of laying the foundation and then continuing to build upon it upon it in a really pragmatic, responsible and effective way. I think that he is one of the guys who has gotten better and will do better this year than he did it last year at the games, which was finished 13th. Uh, and he's got an incredible physique. I was watching this video on him the other day. I cannot believe he looks like an action figure. He's like, He's something else. I'll tell you who looked really, really impressive in that regard today was Samuel Quant. Uh, Sevon, I can't ask my mom. She's dead. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, you mean his physique? You saw Sam Quant's physique and he looked good? Yeah. Not emaciated? Like It's not like, like he no, got he looked- sick and lost 20 pounds. He looks good. Yeah, and we'll get to him at some point on this list, but I'm really excited to see Sam compete this weekend. You saw Where did you see him? You saw him at... You're at what? Check in. I saw most of the guys checking in today. And you saw him with his shirt off? Uh, they were taking headshots. Yeah, I saw some of the guys with their shirts off here and there. But I mean, it's like, it's, 
it wasn't necessarily just that he had his shirt off. It was just the way the way that he like, was carrying himself looked. I, I don't know. He, it stood out to me compared to everyone else. Like I was like that. Look, who are you? Uh, who are you most intimidated by? That check. Most intimidated by a check-in? It's yeah. not an athlete. Savan, I, I had an amazing opportunity today to make amends with Julia Cato, and it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Did she speak English? Yeah, talked to her. Snorri introduced us. He took a picture, actually. It was amazing. Uh, and Snorri, Snorri, of course, is the most intimidating guy I saw at check-in. Awesome. Yes, he is a thug <laughs> and a bully. Uh, that is not true at all. Um, number eight. Uh, no, number nine. Who do you have, John Young? Um, number nine, I got Guy. Guy, okay. Well, let's talk about Guy. I mean, I have him. Yes. Friends. We're right. So, we're both, we're yeah, both yeah. on him, and we're both having him lower than last year's seventh place finish. Wow. Okay. Uh, John, let me dig in here and say why. why oh, yeah. Guy's going to win three events, right? We don't. We don't. <laughs> We don't know that for sure. He's going to win one event. He'll He's definitely win one. Win one. He'll definitely okay. win one, probably two. And then if he's lucky, three. And I haven't heard anyone talk about his holes. Well, we talked all about his holes last time. Well, we know what his holes are, but we haven't talked about whether he's fixed his holes, if he's plugged them up. That's because we don't really know. No one knows. No, we don't know because the um, the field in in Copa Sur is not good enough for us to assess whether he's improved in long time domain workouts. He looked great there based on the scorecard, but there is no one else at that competition there that's considering uh, a top ten, even close to a top ten performance at no. the CrossFit Games in any and of that. Really, he didn't really prove anything at Rogue that he had fixed those holes, and then Dubai he dropped out of. We- Why did he drop out of Dubai? I don't remember that. I think he was. Oh, he didn't go. He didn't go. He was planning to do the Mayhem Desert Heat and then stay there for Dubai. And then Mayhem Desert Heat got canceled. So he didn't go. I'm not certain of that, but that's what I think. Anyway, and Rogue was a long time ago. So he's had a long training cycle since Rogue. Rogue. He's obviously in an amazing training environment. He seems to be loving it there. He's had some, you know, not only has he trained with, with Rich and that crew for the whole year, but this last month they've had the whole, you know, basically the whole Mayhem team uh, from all over the world that we talked about down there. And, it would be, you know, extremely surprising to me if he has not improved his aerobic capacity. And you know, if, and quite frankly, if he takes bottom ten finishes and workouts that are going over twenty minutes again this year, <clears throat> that's a problem. Then, then you know, because he sh- he should have been able to improve. He doesn't. And the reason I say he should be able to improve in those in that domain is because you know Ben Bergeron used to say. If for me to take you from where you are to where you need to be on a strength, I need my six years. But in a conditioning, I can take six months. So he should yeah. be – John will have some thoughts about that. But the point is it's it's easier from a time perspective to improve in the aerobic capacity than it is on the strength where you have, to, you have to put in the work. And because he's so strong, he also doesn't have to invest as many training sessions beating his body under heavy barbells week after week after week, which means that he can invest a little bit more into the aerobic side of things. So – he should be overall better at the games this year than last year. Yet, yet, whatever. Uh, yet you have him at tenth. I do. Well, you can't put him higher until he does it. Like he if could, he, but if if, if, Guy, if Guy is better aerobic capacity wise, and say he's like much better, thirty seconds faster on his mile time, better, then he could finish as high as fifth. 
But he could also finish 14th if he doesn't get three home run hits like he did last year. If he only gets one event where he wins and then another event where he's fifth in a barbell cycling, heavy barbell cycling event, and then that's all he gets, that's barbell specialty, he, he's going to be 14th, 15th place. Um, he got extremely lucky with three events that he could knock out of the park last year. Um, he should be better, but it's just hard to put him higher until you see that he's better. Uh, Austin Hartman uh, telling his buddy 5 a.m. class isn't very conducive to our Sevon podcast viewing schedule. I would hate it if I somehow interfered with your indoctrination um, uh, process. Your $100,000 a year you're paying to be indoctrinated. I would hate to do that. Uh, so could we see an event in that event with the 3.5 mile run, Guy and Colton holding hands as they cross the finish line? We could, yeah. So Colton like <laughs> dragging Guy. Like, by the way, Seven, I'm pretty sure I just checked this to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that nobody outside of Fraser and Froning has ever won three events in consecutive CrossFit games for the men. So just because he won three last year, there's no guarantee that he'll win three this year. We talked about it with Brent. He won four, then two. And zero 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 one. So I'm putting Gee at fifteenth place then. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, look, like three hundred points on three events goes a long, long way towards uh, you know, telling yeah. you up up the leaderboard. And the further so, down we get on the list, home run hitters are only going to rise. If your ability to hit home runs is the further down we get in the list, the more that makes a larger move in the whole competition as a whole. Damn, Trina going hard in the paint. Gee's ego exceeds his capability. Um, well, well, well. I think that the way that the next-gen movie was presented was probably a disservice to Gee. Oh, shit. We're going there. I haven't seen it yet. Really? No, Does he come across he like a pompass? Yeah, he, in, that, in that I felt like he did, and but that is not the perception that I've gotten from him outside of that context like racist very well whatever i mean if that's the only i'm just saying if that's the only exposure that you have to him temper that a little bit because it's just a you know it's a small insight into a a more complex guy yeah no not everyone can have the white privilege that colton has living on a farm uh with sixteen thousand pigs okay uh uh, who did you have at number uh 10 uh mr young I have Jeff Adler. Ryan Ryan had Jeff at nine. I had Jeff at ten. I had Guy at nine. He had Guy at ten. I, I'm concerned for Guy now. To tell you guys, convince me that he that was a one hit wonder. Fucking, we saw Vanilla Ice fucking phenomenon, <laughs> and that and that he's in trouble. If he is much better in aerobic capacity, though, he could be, you know, in for the best games of his career. But look at these guys. Look, I mean, let's just let's just. Justin, Patrick, Roman, BKG, Brent Fikowski, Saxon, Lazar Jukic. Those top seven dudes have engines. Those Which are why they're ranked ahead of ahead of him. Right, Brian? Look at the look at these top seven guys that you guys have. Um I'm gonna say 14 names because there's two there's two lists. But Justin, Patrick, Patrick, Justin, Roman, Roman, Brent, BKG, Brent, BKG, Saxon, uh, Ricky, Lazar. I mean these are engines. Gee's not breaking. I mean, Gee's, for Gee to get into the engine game, I mean, these are like rocket ships. All those dudes. At some modality. At some modality. There's a reason they're that high. 
How yes, about Adler? Does he got it? Does he got it? Can he be? Can you talk about his engine in the same breath as you could a Ricky Gazard, uh, Lazar Jukic, uh, BKG? For me, there's a drop off uh, after either Saxon or, or Lazar. Or maybe, I mean, I don't know. But a drop off in, in fitness or engine? I would say more like uh, like potential to podium. I mean, Overall. Adler's made it clear that engine work is his, is his, was his 2022 focus, correct? He's made that clear. I mean, gymnastics should be his focus, but yeah. One of his focuses. <laughs> I did hear that uh, uh, President Joe Biden of the freest and greatest country on the planet is, uh, has started building the wall, Re- rebuilding the wall, yes. Okay. Um, He's in the holes. Say that again. Oh, he's filling in the holes. Yeah. But hey, that makes me. That's the first good, cool thing I've heard about Joe Biden. He's filling in the holes. Okay, uh, I'm. I am worried about you in the ta- in the in the Tyler Watkins fitness fitness fantasy league. In the Tyler Watkins fitness fit. In the Tyler Watkins fitness fantasy league, <laughs> who got Gee? He was picked Hiller? second overall. But yeah, it was Hiller. Oh, Hiller sucks. He fucked up. Sorry. I like Guy. Guy's a, a great dude. He's a good dude just to have on the team. Hopefully you can sell some shirts off his name. But Okay, we have our 10. Uh, I think we'll start picking up speed here a little bit until uh, I become aghast at some of the picks. Okay, okay, let's go. Number 11. I have Ricky at 11. Oh, geez. I have a uh, Hopper. Hop- wow. Wow. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's let's do like three in a row here, and then we'll circle back on these three guys. Okay, I have Ricky, Alex Vigneault, Yonakowski. Sorry, you have Ricky at at eleven. At twelve, you have who? Alex Vigneault. Mm-hmm. And thirteen, Yonakowski. Okay, and who do you, you have? Hopper. Yeah, Hopper at eleven. Yonakowski at twelve, and Noah Olson at thirteen. Uh, Brian. Uh, what hey, are, are you concerned about, Noah? Has has Noah? Just, I have Noah at fourteen. Uh, w- 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 how would you describe Noah's um, CrossFit career last three years? Uh, if he takes twentieth, will you be surprised? Yes, I, I will be. That that would be yes. a bad games for Noah. Yeah, but look in this in this tier right here, we've got. I've got Ricky. We already talked about Ricky. And then I have Vigneault, Koski, and Noah Olson. All three of those guys were in the top 10 last year. Yona finished sixth. Alex was eighth. Noah was 10th. Um, these guys are really, really good in this format. And they've all proven it for multiple times that they're very good in this format. They're just, you know, um, for for a variety of different reasons, I'm not sure that they can that any of them can do as well as they did last year. And therefore, I put them just outside the top 10. Who, who who do you have at uh at 14 john and i have 15? down i have down at 14 and then i have alex Mino at 15 so we actually have the exact same top 15 guys just in a different <laughs> i didn't even notice that <laughs> uh it's so it's so interesting um the, the uh, so so the big the big one here is um that you have uh john young you have dallin pepper at 14 yeah, that's our biggest gap thus far. What do you see in Jason Hopper that makes you guys think? What, what did he finish last year? 20? 19 or 20? 19th. 19th. Um, 
why someone like Jason Hopper moving that direction and Gee moving down? What do you, what, Brian, you first. What do you see in Jason Hopper? Well, I think, you know, we've talked about before in the capacity of uh, Jason made every rookie mistake last year and still had a top half finish at the games. I think that Jason has matured as an athlete in almost every single way that's possible this year from an understanding of himself to the understanding of the test to an understanding of the season and his competitors and how difficult it is. I think he's improved in his specific fitness domains. Um, I think he's still world-class in a very specific style of testing. And I think and what's that, that? And what, what style the is power that? output stuff that we okay. talked about, you know, okay. you know where, where, yeah, and when where, you say world-class, he's a top, he's a top five guy. Yeah, top two. Yeah. With Roman, you guys are putting in there with Roman? He might get one or two events that he can actually like express that, you know, over the course of however many they'll end up being this week. Um, and I think that the I actually was flirting with with putting him higher on this list. But the thing about the games is year to year it tests things slightly differently. And even when Dave was programming all those years, that was the case. And the trap that you can fall into is saying, ah, last year I wasn't prepared for this and this, and I'm going to make sure that never happens again. And then next year there's two new things that you're not prepared for. It doesn't affect all the athletes the same, but in the case of Jason, I still think he's raw in certain regards. He's just new to the sport. He's young and he's got too little body fat. Yes, exactly. And so I think that he will, look a lot better as an athlete this year, but I still think that there'll be a couple of events that expose the things that he's not um, up to standard with the guys that I have ahead of him on this list. Up. Hopper has Fraser in his corner. Does that mean nothing? I agree with uh, Kate here. Uh, I think Fraser's going to smooth out that rawness quite a bit. He's ba- Fraser's basically going to be like attack this workout this way. And Hopper's going to be a soldier. And then I think that, He's going to do a lot better than he did last year. Don't talk to Sevon on the Sevon podcast during the week. That's a distraction. Don't uh, those those that. events, the events where he's not going to do great, I think he will be able to uh, temper those bad finishes just Jason, by listening to Matt. Jason, I'm your dad, Maddie Fraser. Just call me daddy, and I don't want you talking to Sevon during the week. You don't think Jose so De La Torre was Noah getting second to Fluke in 19, uh, 2019. Before we do that, Jose, um, we I think that Dallin and and this I, this is kind of bold. I think that Dallin will bounce back better if he has a shitty event than Jason. But I was going to say that until John put in or whoever wrote that in the comments put in the Fraser factor because Fraser may be able to be like. Don't think about that, young man, and then and Hopper may just stop. Thoughts? Who's going to handle it? Because they're going to have bad events. Now, Dallin has a great mental game. Like, I, I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but I think Hopper will handle handle it much better than he did last year, and I think he'll have less bad events than he did last year and more home run hits than he did last year. And Dallin is just going to be steady keel the whole way through. Jaden, this is Matt Frazier. How can I help you? <laughs> Uh, uh, Brian, uh, going back to Jose who paid a dollar 99 for your time. Uh, that's, you get, you get to give him a 30 second answer for $2. Was Noah getting second in 2019 a fluke? No, no, Noah was incredibly fit that year. He was extremely prepared. The test was totally different. The scoring, the cut system, 
there never been anything like that. And I've done multiple uh, writings and reportings on the, the, the physical parameters of the men who ended up making the top 10 that year being a statistically outlier relative to every year before and after in terms of size and weight. And that specifically had to do with the placement and scoring system of events four, five, and six. Um, and actually was affirmed today on the, uh, or this weekend on the get with the programming podcast where they did the correlation of best event from a games relative to overall top 10 finish. Mary was the strongest correlate that year. That's because it was at a critical point in the weekend that basically eliminated all of the tall and big athletes. Once they got into the top 10, you didn't have on the weekend, you didn't have a Vellners and Fikowski's and Vigneault's guys that were like consistently just stealing points from Noah. And so he was finishing towards the top of every workout. And because the scoring system was different, people weren't able to make big moves. That's why separation was small at the top anyway. So he took advantage of the scoring system that was presented, the, the format that was presented, and an exceptional level of fitness that he had that year. It was a well-earned second. Everyone had to deal with the same circumstances. So not a fluke, but a disaster on the games team's part by the way they ran ran the games is what Brian said. Okay, go ahead, John. Can I reword the question to him? Please, please. Do you think Noah was the second fittest man in the world that year? No. Mm. Okay, that's it. Uh, I, uh, s- <laughs> I know that says it all. Uh, um there was a there was a there was a question. There was a statement in here that was had such a great joke with it. Damn. Damn, where is that? Okay, can't find it. Uh, Vigneault at 12 uh, for Brian, 15 for John Young. Um, wh- wh- where's the last place we've seen this guy compete? Where, do, where was the semifinals? Was that Atlas? Atlas games third, yeah. <clears throat> and so, uh, and, and who took first and second? Adler and Fellner. Okay. And who took fourth? Alexander Caron. Okay. And he's at the games also. He'll be on the next slide or the one after. I can't remember. He's right around 20. And those are good dudes. Oh, yeah. Vigneault is like, he's, he's, he's arguably like the best guy at the games that nobody knows about. I mean, you know, he's been eighth, ninth, and eleventh. I think, or eighth, tenth, and eleventh three times at the games, and a lot of people have no no idea who he is. He's very steady. He's very quiet. He's very reserved. He's very tough. And I think that he's a, you know, if you don't have him inside your top fifteen, you're really not giving credit for how fit he has proven to be in this style of testing. Jackson Mashoff. I only pronounced it right because he gave four ninety nine. If you had given if you had given one ninety nine, I'd have fucked your name up. Uh, just wants to point out how hard everyone is sleeping on Travis. There's no way Dallin Pepper beats Travis Mayer. I'm willing to bet you both you ten bucks on that. You want to bet? I'll take that bet. Yeah. Okay, Brian. There's no way he beats Dallin Pepper. I bet you ten minutes on the uh, assault bike for calories. No. Okay. 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 I got that too. crazy you're you're absolutely right it's insanity to think that this fucking kid can just train over there with danielle brandon and 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 get uh he's not if i had told you before the games last year that i thought guimayeros was going to beat travis mayer you would have made taking the bet on travis 10 out of 10 times yeah I agree, but we've already so discussed that that was a complete accident that Guy, that that was a complete accident that Guy got three wins. Not an accident, just uh, 
he dealt with the cards that were given to him, and he was given very good cards. Oh, shit, Sevon, check the thumbnail on Hiller's video. Okay. Uh, number 16, uh, who, who do we got, uh, Brian? 16, ah, Sam Quant. Sam Quant, then seven. Uh, I want to go back and forth. I don't want you just to say them all down, and then we'll go all the way to 20. Who do you, who do you have at 16, John? I have Willie Georges. Ooh. Uh, Brian, who do you have at 17? Spencer Panchik. And who do you have, uh, Mr. Young? Cole Sager. And uh, who do you have at 18, Brian? Willie Georges. And who do you have at 18? Alexander Crone. Wow, okay. And who do you have at 19, Brian? Cole Sager. And who do you have at uh, 19, John? Travis Mayer. Oh my God! You're gonna you're gonna burn in hell, Brian. <laughs> Can't even believe it. You have not said Travis Mayer yet, have you? Meyer, Mayer. You haven't said his name, have you? Number twenty, Brian. Baden Brown. Oh my goodness! <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Guys, like, uh, and and who do you have? Who do you have at twenty? Jay Crouch. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, Travis Mayer has. Do you, do you, do you have Jay Crouch on the podium, Savan? I do have Jay Crouch on the podium. Right, yeah. I do. I'm his. Uh, uh, this is rookie year, right? Is one of the twenty guys you picked on the podium? Yes. <laughs> uh, that Jay will also beat uh, Dallin. Jay will also beat Dallin. Dallin will do great. Don't get me wrong. Huge Dallin Pepper fan. Uh, but um, after day nine or ten. Uh, the J engine will kick in. The Travis Mayer engine will kick in. You mean in event and, nine or ten? Yeah, event nine or ten. Yeah, thank you. And the uh, the newbies will wilt, wilt, wilt. Newbies, uh, newbies like who? Like Dallin. Like Dallin. Um, Spencer Panchik, seventeen. Is that high for Spencer? Yeah, this yeah. is one of the this is one of the uh, you know bold bold picks that I'm making. Is that Spencer Panchik is going to surprise people? And he's gonna. I think he's gonna finish in the top half of the games field. And um, Samuel Quant with his beautiful body and the way he carries himself, you have him all the way down at sixteen. And yet in two thousand nineteen, he went twenty. Yeah, he was second that year. Second. <clears throat> what and was he? Year, in, uh, last year, he oh. couldn't even finish the top. He could barely even finish the weekend semifinals. I don't know, Sam. I mean, I've said it all year, Sam Quant. Uh, is as big as a wild card as there is in the men's field. He looked very c- impressive at Granite Games. He's very consistent and steady. He didn't waver as the weekend went on. He looked like a professional that knows how to qualify for the games. <laughs> uh, and I think that you know we're going to see the version of, more of the version of Sam Quant that we saw in his younger days, 2016, uh, when he made his debut at the games, and he finished right around six between 16 and 20th, I think. He's still um, relatively young. Oh yeah, he was only twenty then, so he's got he's twenty six. He's like right in that kind of prime age for male games athletes, twenty six to thirty, I would say, is pretty much that range. And uh, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's gonna do well. What do yes. you think, John? Light the fire for Travis Mayer. For Quant, you don't even you don't even have Quant in your top twenty. I mean, like Brian said, and, and, wild, let me just card. say this before you speak. That's consistent with kind of your what have you done for me lately. Although it's inconsistent because you got Velner on the top. But you said that before. 
yeah, it's interesting. Okay, go ahead, Samuel Quant. It's like Brian said, he's the biggest wild card there is. He's very hit or miss. He either does very well or he's a a different guy and not and does very very bad. I don't. I don't. I can't put my finger on. I mean, I know he struggled <laughs> with an illness. Uh, <laughs> I know he struggled with an illness. Um, do you know if that's fixed or not, Brian? <laughs> do you know if that's fixed? Hey, did he fix that hole of his, Brian? He Samuel had this Quant? like long respiratory thing that he just never dealt with. Is it? Is it? Was it a respiratory thing? I don't know that many details about it. I just know that I thought he looked good at uh, at semifinals, and I think that he's going to be back to a, a form for competing that I'm not factoring into my rankings for him. I I I I'd love anyone with the name off in their name, Sarah Wickoff. Sarah, Sarah, I think you missed. You got a typo. I think that Y is supposed to be an A. Sarah Wackoff. Um. <laughs> And I'm just the opposite on Brian. Brian took a risk, and I just put him where I thought he would finish. I think uh, it's. I think he could finish that high too. What Brian said. I. Um, what makes you think Baden Brown can beat Travis Mayer, uh, um, Brian? He's out of Australia. He's from a weaker region. You know what I found out about Baden Brown today? He has a full time job, and and a shitload of kids, <laughs> and a wife. And he runs like nobody's business. Dude, I, I mean, I told you before we started this, it's the hardest field of men or women that I've ever had to rank. And I was like, there are the next five guys on the list, all of them I wanted to put in the top 15. There's just weren't enough spaces. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, number 21. Okay, hold on one second. Is the only reason why you're not putting Jay Crouch higher is because you 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 just don't, you, the Australia the he's be, definitely better than he was in 2021. I want to make a, my confession now, so I want to make my confession now, please. I had made all these rankings and I was struggling. I was really struggling, and especially in this 15 to 25 range. What do you mean? And, like you went out and stood on the patio on the edge, and like we're thinking of jumping, struggling. Like, oh, no, not not thinking of jumping, struggling, but screaming to the heavens, Mayor or Sager? Just trying to <laughs> yeah, get it Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, uh, and so it, what I ended up doing was I, th- I took the guys that you liked the most and I just put them all outside the top 20. Oh, shit. <laughs> God, I know you've cursed anyone Sevon likes out of the top 20. Oh, my goodness. Like, and, 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 I, and, I'm, and, my, and the worst part's still coming. I hate this. <laughs> The worst. I know the worst is yet to come. You guys are both bad, bad boys. Uh, 21, uh, 21, Mr. Friend. 21, Alexander Caron. Uh, John. I have Heinrich Hapalainen. Hapalapin. Hapalapin. Uh, who do you have? 22, Brian? Travis Mayer. Okay. John. Andre Houdet. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, high, uh, that's high for Houdet, right, Brian? lower than it's worse than he did last year wow okay uh 23 brian hapalainen okay that's hapalapin mm-hmm. uh john colton mertens wow that a boy that a boy you might be invited back for another show uh brian 24 i have jay crouch jay crouch 
Now, now Jay Crouch, um, he did better at the at he did better this year than he did last year, and he, he took first. Did he take first at uh, Torian Pro? This year yeah. he was first. Last year he was second by one point to Royston. Okay, and the reason why you're not giving him more love is because you think the men from Australia so much love. Because you think the men from Australia are ass. It's the same thing <laughs> the way we look at the Atlas Games women field. You think that what's less competitive, the women's field from the Atlas Games or the men's yeah. field from Torian Pro? Women's field from close. Atlas. The men's field from Torian Pro is impressive. It's very it's competitive. Uh, well, then, and you've got the number one fucking guy with Rob Forte in his corner huh. down here with them holding his hand. But where and, does and Jay Crouch is Mr. Happy Go Lucky? I'm telling you, this guy like get run over by a tractor and he still got a smile on his face. He don't care. Hey, you know, I met him and his brother Toby today. It was great. They were so similar. It was it was amazing. Is Toby older or younger? Younger but taller. Wow. Man, I'm so bummed I'm not there. There's many people are asking about you today. Tell them I'm sitting he's sitting in his chair. <laughs> he's, he's sitting, he's happy. He's, he's either on the echo bike or sitting in the chair. He's wearing his leg warmers. Assault bike, assault bike. Don't do it. Uh, okay. Um, wh- but why? Why do you have Jay Crouch so low? You're, you're, you're telling me that you're impressed with the field. He fucking he put it to Royce Dunn. Um, uh, he put it to Baden Brown. I mean, how can you have him below Baden? I don't know. Baden's a recreational crossfitter. That beat Jay at the games last year by five spots. All right. All right. They get like like you didn't like the, the programming games, at Torian Pro. You think the tor- the programming no, the sucked program this nice. year. The okay. games is not the semifinals is not the games. There are people that are like, oh, Adler, he was amazing at Atlas Games. I'm picking him on the podium. It's like you're not thinking clearly. Adler was amazing at Atlas Games, <laughs> but to finish on the podium, he has to go through nine guys plus Roman and Ricky, nine guys that beat him last year plus Roman and Ricky and Dallin who are entering the field that we don't know. How good they're going to be? Like, it's not you. You can't. And a longer, just, harder test that tests way more things. Yeah, and you regularly will see people do well at semifinals and not relative to someone else, and not do as well at the games. Colton Mertens. Colton, yeah, you there. There's plenty of examples. I'm telling you, Jay Crouch is Jason Hopper. This, this is disrespect. Uh Jay Crouch will finish higher than Jason Hopper, also. I can't make any more bets, so I'm already, 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 uh, already almost depleting your bank account and your energy field with yeah. ten dollars in ten ten minutes. Uh Sevon, why aren't you there? Uh because because I'm here. Uh okay. Um twenty-four, uh Mr. Young. I got Sam Quant. Okay. Uh twenty-five. Cole Greasehaber. John, is it Gray Shaber? Gray Shaber. Gray Shaber's the the girl. No, that's Colin Brander. Oh, okay, John. Twenty five. Spencer, Pan- Spencer Panchik. Um. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, Twenty six. Uh. Wait, wait, what? How should I play Spencer? He's on my team. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. How should I play Spencer? I, but John said, "Play him short." He's on my uh, Tyler Watkins uh, fantasy fitness league. Um, he is one of my star players. I sh- um, John says I should play him short and hard. Do you, who is your first pick overall? Saxon. Saxon? Do you have a good Boss. grasp on the events you'd want to play Saxon in? 
No, like Saxon is a no because I think I can because I think, I mean because I, I think I can kind of put him in any I can kind of put Saxon in anywhere. I mean, there's so there's, any there's fifteen offense, nine of ten of them. He's he's going to be top ten for any event that you think that you. Yeah, this could be one of the nine or ten that Saxon's usable for. Just think about Sp- Spencer as being a. Uh, if you want to like get two or three spots one. less, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So, but you're, but short you're... time domains, but not heavy for Spencer. No, I can go heavy. You can. Somehow, we, said, you're, top we five, already told you, you when you drafted, you don't have any good players for the strong, the heavy lifts or the long events. The fuck are you talking about? Colton can lift a house. What's yeah, that? if it's if it's a static lift, Colton's fine. <clears throat> There are some lifts that he could do well on. There's some lifts that he would struggle with against this field. Don't put him in a snatch. When you feel your bed being lifted up in the middle of the night, being thrown off. What floor are you on, Brian? Nope. 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 When you feel your bed being lifted up and thrown out off the balcony, just look back and you see Colton. You see a little man on the deck. Just wave at him. What was your strategy when you were drafting Savon? I just wanted Danielle and Colton. (laughs) And, and I really like, I really like, and I really, I'm I just like people that I want to be on their bandwagon. People like I want to like cheer on. I, I could totally get behind Saxon. And they, and it needed to be someone that he felt confident would at least respond to him if he invited him on the show. Oh hey, yeah. 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 Like, you, uh, like Moose, uh, Moose Bruger and Tia, the fuck them. They can't, or like, I guess Tia, I could maybe Shane's good to me. Uh, but yeah, if like you won't come on, like I could never pick Danny Spiegel or Brooke Wells. I could never I'm pick anyone saying, who's like, the point is to be well-rounded and diverse, and you picked an identical twin. Oh, so uh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I just – I wanted people I could bring on the show and just fucking glorify them. Uh, number 26, Brian. 26, uh, Andre Hude. Uh, John? I have oldest Upenix. Upenix. Uh, 27. Will Moret. Okay. Uh, any Brown. chance Mill War- Will Morad could win an event? Yeah. It's got a lot of strict handstand push-ups in it. I don't think anybody's better. Brian? Uh, I don't think he could win. Any, uh, I mean. He kind of needs it. It's a going away present for him, right? He's an old guy. This is his last games. He's been through a fucking lot. I know they're not going to, Brian, but if there was 100 strict handstand push-ups for time, you don't think he would win that event? That I mean, yeah, an event like that would be his best chance. Okay. I mean, he's – I mean, he's – like, there are things that he's pretty good at, and I could see him taking some top five finishes, but to win an event outright, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, number 27, John? Uh, 27, I have Baden-Brown. Okay, good. That now that sounds smart. So so wow, Brian, you still haven't said Colton. Okay. You still got like ten more spots till he says Colton. Dude, he has a I'm fucking just, card. Just Do you know that? Oh, he has a Wad Zombie card. He's the only card of Wad Zombies I keep on my desk. All right. Um, because all the other ones are at your bedside. Uh, you got oh good memory. Uh twenty-eight, uh John. 28, I have Tudor Magda. Okay. Uh, you first on this, Brian. Can Tudor Magda win an event? 
there are specific events that if they popped up, he would have a chance to win. Yes. Uh, any chance he'll be rookie of the year? Any chance he's better than? I talked uh, to both him and James Townsend for a while today, and mm-hmm. uh, they made me feel bad about this ranking. Like they are very confident that he's going to s- turn some heads this week. Yeah, but what are they supposed to say that they're not confident? Yeah, Brian. Um, Tudor surprised me a lot at semifinals, and I have a feeling that. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 contender, but I do think he's going to outperform this ranking that I have for him. Yeah, John. Tudor beats Dallin. I bet I bet he does in one event. Hey, I wonder who James Sprague's rooting for. Dallin Pepper or Tudor Magda? Oh, James is torn. How probably... Dallin. I know he's I know he has to say that. I know he has to say that. Uh 29, Brian. I have Tim Paulson at 28. Yep, sorry. And oh sorry. Oh shit, something's wrong. Who do you have at 28, John? Tudor. Okay. I, I got out of order there. Thank you. Uh 29, Brian. Tudor Magda. Okay. Oh, James uh, is in the comments here talking about it. Yeah, James, you fucked everything up. You got in his head. You got in his head. Oh, look at James. Oh, oh, not James uh, Townsend. James Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer, James. Way to put it on the line. Way to put it on the line. Both are my boys. There's not room for two boys. I have three boys and I have a favorite. Uh, 20, 20. I don't. I don't. 29, John. <laughs> what kind of answer is that? Okay. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, go yeah, home, good, go home, James. James. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, twenty nine. I have Nick Matthew. Uh, as we get down to these bottom guys, um, any chance? Uh, did you pick any of these people based on the fact that you just don't think that they'll hold up and they'll pull out? Is there a guy as we get into this bottom ten, you're going to be like, I uh, put him down there because he's going to pull out? Either no, you. No. no. I, I mean, I did think like some guys will not recover as well and not but perform to their capabilities, but not dropping out. No. Okay. Uh, number 30. I have Uldis Upanex. John. Uh, Yorgos Kervis. That is the first name I've heard that I've heard of the guy, but I could never have told you. Um, was in the games this year. Like I've heard, I've heard his name mentioned, but I, I would have so took took you guys to name. We talked about him two days ago. I trained with him. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I just I, I saw just, a picture w- of him. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have bet like a testicle that he was at the games. I wouldn't have known. Okay, Brian, thirty one. Thirty one. I have Nick Matthew. Um and uh, John, thirty one. I have Tim Paulson. Uh, 32. Yorgos Karavis. Yorgos. Uh, John. Cole Greasehaber. Oh, shit. Here we go. Is this the... Is this the... Um, uh, Brian had him at 25, and you have him at... 
32. That's seven places. That's the, I think that's the second biggest difference. Check Spencer Panchik. Have had. Uh, Brian had Spencer at 17. Oh, and 25. Okay, you're right. There's some other Also, I mean, Brian hasn't said Colton's name yet. He must have fucked up. He must have. He must have. He must have not been listening, John. He must have not been listening. Yeah, and I, I'll hand it to Brian. He might know something about Cole that I don't. I mean, I know there is a, an event that he probably will do really well at. Uh, that Are you talking about Cole Greasehaber? Yeah, Cole, Cole, Cole Greasehaber, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. So I know there's an event he's going to do well at that hasn't been announced yet. But um, no, no, I would say he's that's, my that's he's my kind of bold pick in that in that twenty one to thirty range where I, I you know I would expect that most people don't know a lot about him. He hasn't had a lot of competitions, live competitions at all. Like the, like uh, uh, semifinals was his first live competition since two thousand eighteen or nineteen. Um, and he's a, yeah, he's a bit of an unknown and a bit of a wild card. I have a good feeling for him. I think relative to most people's expectations, but what I put him 25, if he finishes 35, I won't be that like shocked by it. Uh, I just think he's a little better than most people know when and understandably because they, no one's had really had a chance to see him. You know, what's crazy is Brian has Colton Mertens down here with the no namers by the no namers. It's like dudes I never heard of. Okay. Well, first of all, he finished 31st last year at the games. Yeah. I have yeah. ranked 33rd. Like, yeah. You think he's less fit than last year? Way more fit. No, no well, I don't. Who, what two people are ahead of him this year that weren't last year? No, I mean, we've been, we have, I've said this half dozen times already today. You can be fitter and do worse in this year's against this year's men's field. Yeah, but that's only nine people, not the top of the field. What out, of the bottom, out of the bottom nine people, because he finished 31st, Two of them are now fitter than Colton. I know they're different people, but two there are two fitter people out of the nine people that were behind him last year. And I don't think that's I don't I'm not I don't I don't really understand what you're saying. He's pissed. We're pissed. <laughs> okay. Okay. We respect you too much to let you put Colton at thirty three. Okay, number thirty three, uh Mr. Young. Uh Moritz five big. Moritz and Brian picked. Say it, Brian. Thirty-three. 33. Colton Mertens. Uh, number thirty-four. I got I Will Enrico. Mora. Oh, he's oh, got Will. I, I don't know who he wants first anymore. Hey, I, I know I screwed it up. Brian, you go first. Thirty-four. Enrico Zanoni. And uh, you have Will Mora. So John Young, you think Will Mora? There's a chance he could win an event. It's not like totally outlandish, and yet you have him ranked at thirty-four. Should we hold what? his feet to the fire, Savan? He was twentieth last year in the game. Tell me the fourteen guys that are better than. Then, 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 then who? Then Will Morad? Yeah, I have Colton regressing two spots, <clears throat> and he wants to, you know, take me out and beat me over the bass. Yeah, here, 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 he's got here's, Will Morad dropping here's my fourteen here's, spots. Here's my reasoning. Oh, what's up, James? What's up, boys? How we doing? Hold on, James. We're about to. We're throwing down. Hang tight for one second. Just hang so, tight. Last year. Last year, Colton had the worst slate of nine events he could have asked for. There was nothing for him that he could be good at. There was a, a sp- multiple sprints and multiple long distance and big guy stuff. There was nothing he could be good at. 
You're, I'm, you're telling me this year is going to be the same? There's not going to be one event where he's okay at? All he needs is one and Adrian And Adrian Bosman's a little pinner, so he's going to have a – he's a 165-pound guy. He's going to have some love for the pinners. One home run for him, and then he's top 30. Adrian Bosman hates dudes like James Sprague, 6'3". Yeah, like, hates I ruined. I ruined the test, man. <laughs> I broke the test. I The joke is I'm 6'9", but I, I don't think that in my head. Uh, who do you, who do you have at 35, John? Austin Spencer. Oh, wow. Um, Sprague's, are you, are you a student of the game? Uh, depends on what that means, man. Do you think uh, we're talking CrossFit game? Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. The CrossFit game. I'm not, uh, not pimping hoes. I'm talking about the, the CrossFit game. Uh, like, do you know the athletes, how they do? Is that like, like, do I know insider training and, insider trading am i am i good at guesstimating like brian i i I would say i'm not um i'm always wrong with this stuff i always like put the people i know in front okay bye down and tutor with ty (laughs) (laughs) i would say uh i would say dallin and tutor are both gonna tie for first at the games this year okay okay so that's what we got that's what we got uh ladies and gentlemen james Craig has joined us for the last five picks the most important picks uh, for real James, Feel- you know who gave me one of the best hugs today? Who I did? A lot of hugs. Benji. No way. Yes, I'm happy dude. to hear that. Yes. He is a great hugger. <laughs> on top of the podium, on top of the podium for hugging, Benji. Dude, dude, there's spirit of the games. There's hug of the games. What's next? Oh, we should do that. Did you guys pick a, a spirit of the games winner yet? Brian no, or John? I, I haven't given much thought to that, no. Okay. Uh, number going to win spirit of the games. No, no, too quiet, too quiet. What do you have to do to be spirit of the games? Like, is it like like whoever smiles the most or like faces the most adversity? That's that, it's politics. It's politics. So be the guy that claps in in uh, the losers lane. No, no, Dan Bailey never supported a single one of his fucking uh, people out there. He was he's the most closed off person when he competes and he won spirit of the games. It, it has nothing to do with your spirit of the games. Period. <laughs> yes, I said it. I feel I like it'd be easier. It. It'd be easier to pick the least likely person. To get Spirit of the Games, then the most likely. <laughs> yes. Because you know who's you know, you know who's just like, you know who's not like yes. going to be happy the whole time and who's going to be like just in their zone and not talking to anyone. And they're at least yeah. likely. If you're really nice outside of the games, but you're a curmudgeon at the games, you can still win Spirit of the Games. Like it has nothing to do with Spirit of the I Games. I feel like it's also a bit of a legacy award. It rarely will go to someone in their first three years. It's usually mm. someone with five plus years of games. Yeah. At this point. Well said. Like they feel bad for Kristen Clever because she like didn't win like the second <laughs> time. And so they did she ever win Spirit of the Games? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if they had Spirit of the Games when she was there. Did she? Did they? Did, did they ever give it to Ben Smith? This I don't is like know. the award no one knows. Can you repeat? Know. Can you can you repeat Spirit of the Games? No, because no, then no one Cole can. would get it every year. <laughs> Dan Briggs would get it would have gotten every year Becca Voigt every year okay uh, number 36 uh, Brian did I give you 35 yet uh, you said Moritz Moritzi oh, okay. didn't you 36 you I didn't. lost at Spencer okay Austin and, and that's the guy who came in through the last chance qualifier nope Austin Spencer was the 6th place finisher at Atlas Games He's- who took Nic- Nicholas Joyal's spot oh that's the guy who came in through the drug test Yep. Uh, Brian, do you know what Austin Spencer took in the LCQ? Teens in the teens somewhere. What's so? What's your opinion on people that beat him in LCQ not going to the games? Do you think it's fair? I do. Yeah, I think it is too. 
me but too. But a lot of yeah. a lot of people are mad about it. No, every region, every continent is is allotted a certain number of spots. And if you started backfilling out of the LCQ, then it would alter that. Obviously, yeah. the LCQ allows for uh, any particular continent to gain one or two spots. Yeah, I think that those that uh, you know that should be considered in distributing game spots for the next year. But I don't think that be, you know Austin went to that event and competed, and a guy who competed and did better than him but was cheating was eliminated from the competition that mm-hmm. takes the top five guys, and so. That's what I finished, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is a brilliant pick. Noah is going to win the Spirit of the Games this year. Plus, plus, he's a good candidate for that. Yeah, a semifinal is way more of a full test than the last chance qualifier, too. Yeah, I agree. The I would say doing both that the LCQ wrecked me a lot harder than the semis. Wow, it was was a much harder. It was a much harder test. It was much harder. It was just. It was way more technical. This podcast should win Spirit of the Games. That that's a True. fucking great point. That's, that's a great point. What was the uh, hardest part of the event that just got announced, James? Oh, um, let's see. It was tell the, us the movements first, John, before you, so everyone knows what he's choosing from. Okay, I mean, do you want to say it, James? Yeah, I sure. Have, so it was uh, okay. 20, 20 pig flips. Um, uh, what weight did they say? The weight? Yeah, five hundred ten pounds. Five hundred ten pounds, pounds into the. Three and a half mile run. When we tested it, we did not do the full run. Um, so they made the run longer than when we tested it. Um, and then into a 200 meter um, jerry can carry, which are two like sandbags basically with handles, into a 200 meter uh, sandbag carry. And then the last part is upstairs and a bear hug. But before the stairs, you can carry it however you'd like. Um, and I don't think anyone trains that distance of sandbag with a 200 or ever has. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, that stone is 200 pounds. That thing. Yeah. It's the cheddar chunk sucker. Did Where anyone drop it when you tested it? Did, did anyone, when you tested the Husa felt, did anyone drop it on the stairs? No one will go unbroken on this. No one. No, I guarantee you, if, if anyone hangs onto that bag the entire time, I'm quitting cross it. <laughs> bro, that, Roman, that bag, Roman's about to do it, James, bro, bro. If you, if you, your back is, too strong for CrossFit in that case. Like my back was broken after this event. What's the women's weight on the Husafel? Um, 150, and then their bags are 70s, and their pig is a three. 50. It's like a 350, right? Yeah. Um, okay, the pig. I think the pig is lighter than last year's. Hey, um, so if you drop that thing on the stairs, yeah, you got to pick it up on the stairs, and that's yes. got to be awkward as shit. Yeah, it, it no, because there's flats on the stairs. I'm pretty sure there's there's flats on the ones that they're they're doing it on. And it's weird. People are going to eat crap on the stairs, I feel like, just because your posterior chain is pretty fatigued. Can you push it like a sled push up the stairs? No, no, it won't move because it's a chunk. It's like a weird shape. So I don't think it'd move very well. Okay. I think that'd be a no rep. How are they going to get them down the stairs uh, when they're done? You the, demo, the demo team will do all of that. You guys are good dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, 36, John Young. Thank you. That's awesome you sharing that with us, uh, James. Um, Brian will probably uh, get me on the pronunciation of this guy's name, but Gayme Bryant. Oh, Gayme Bryant. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, 37, uh, uh, 37, Brian. Guillaume Briand. Guillaume Briand. That's a cool name. 
He should spell it that way. It's not That's cool when John dope. says this. Now, now this guy's probably going to win an event. Maybe. For sure a second. Uh, For sure if he, a second. If he, if he makes it there. Where, where, is, where was he from? France. France. He's French. He oh, I remember watching him. Yeah, from strength and depth. National team, swimmer on the national team. I, and I think it's like some European country where like they swim for – they take pride in that shit. I feel like with the amount of events there are at the CrossFit Games, <laughs> if you're taking an event win in one event, you're, there's going to be an event pretty close or similar to that event if there's that many tests um, that you're going to have more than one top finish. I feel like. Not for this swimmer, guy. <laughs> like not a, if you're a swimmer the, scratch that but uh but everything else like there's multiple running tests there's multiple weightlifting tests there's- or biking if there's biking um james that's another one i mean it's probably ricky's gonna win it if it's biking and he has a good chance of winning another event i guess as good yeah. as any but for sure i'd love to see that do we know uh, it's the swimming event after the cut or no the cut's on saturday night so no so the, the swimming event everyone will do Okay. John Young, 37. Uh, Augustine Riquelme. Uh Brian, 38. Augustine Riquelme. Uh 38, John Young. Enrico Zanoni. Now that's a good place. Uh, 39, Brian. Artur Semenov. Uh, and 39, Mr. Young. Artur Semenov. And 40, Brian. Keelan Henry. Have you seen Keelan Henry? I did. I had an amazing conversation with him today. He's a very, very nice guy. Very smiley, excited to be here. Uh, uh, John Young, who do you have at 40? Same. We both have Keelan Henry. Who is, John, who is Brian's just most outrageous placement? Um, at the top or at the... Or in the middle or at the bottom. He's got he, he, he's got one risky pick for every section here. So at 33, he's got let me let me tell you some of the ones I think. At 33, he's got Colton. At 24, he's got uh Jay Crouch. Um I'll tell you, at, his his most bold picks are yeah. uh are are Quant, Greeshaver, and uh Dallin. Yeah, Dallin. You think Dallin Quant is a bold, more bold pick than Spencer Panchik? And Spencer, I forgot about Spencer. I, I feel I feel like Quant yes. could be higher. I For think, who? I feel like Quant could be higher due to the fact that last year he was sick, and the year before he was second. Um, and he's not sick anymore, and he's got all his stuff taken care of. And um, personally, I trained with him, and he did not have a good training situation going into the Granite Games, and now it's been all figured out going to the games. So I, I think he's going to do pretty well. I told these guys about a while ago, James. I thought he looked something about him looked good to me today. Yeah, like the way he was carrying himself. Did he give you a good hug too? I didn't hug Sam Quant. The other good hugs today were from uh, Facundo. Oh, nice. Lazar, nice. Damn, uh, Brian. Brian gets around. You didn't give Dallin a hug, Brian. Dallin, I get Dallin. Well, you know, I'm always a little nervous to hug Dallin that he's just gonna like break my break my ribs. Did you hug Danielle Brandon? <laughs> I, didn't, I did not see her today. I saw I I was uh I was there for a majority of the men's check-in. I was not there for a majority of the women's check-in. Uh James, did you get to see the check-in at all? No, I did not. I was actually not there today, unfortunately. 
Brian, what is uh, John Young's uh, pick that you're like that you're that you? It's so bad that you're like he's just fucking with us. Probably the first pick. <laughs> um, I, I I can't see his whole list in front of me. Like I, I guess I could try to find it, but uh, he's got Patrick Vellner in first place. Uh, he has uh, Guy in ninth. Uh, he's got no one for no one fourteenth. Crazy picks. Oh no, he doesn't have no one fourteenth. Sorry, he has no one thirteenth. So I mean, I, I obviously I think he's high on Colton. I think he's low on Quant. Uh, I think no, I think his picks are pretty conservative overall. Uh oh, here we go. Stand back, Mister Hiller. How can I help you? Yo, can you tell James to let Strino? He should pick his phone up. Tell James dude, to can I get a hold of can I get a hold of Street Street Horner? Can I get a hold of Street Horner? Oh jeez, dude, this is a podcast. This is the biggest podcast in the CrossFit space. This is not your personal fucking calling <laughs> service. Yeah, I know, but you have eight hundred people watching. I need James to tell Street to pick up his phone. Do you want right to talk now. shit to John or Brian? That's the question. I don't even know if I have this man. Um, I want to talk shit to anybody who put Noah Olson anything under the podium. <laughs> He's the on most pop- track if he thinks that's going to happen. The most popular man in, in um, CrossFit. Mr. Hiller, thank you for calling. Bye, Hiller. Thanks, everyone. See you guys. Bye. Was that for real or is that a joke? No, he really thinks Noah's going to be on the podium. Oh, he- oh, I meant the other thing, too. So <laughs> I know, I know. No, no, I don't think that's a joke. I don't think oh, that's a joke. I'm, conf- I'm confused. I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, his hitman now. Brian, br- Brian, what would you consider your worst pick? Uh, worst pick. I I mean I'm I I know that I made some bold picks and uh, and that I pr- I probably ranked all the guys that John said higher than most people would have them and I probably ranked uh yeah I mean it was tough to put Travis outside the top twenty uh, it was tough to put Jay outside the top twenty tough to put Huday like eight spots or nine spots lower than he finished last year but that's just the nature of the competition I think that there are uh, enough new guys in this field and some guys who've made some significant steps forward since last year that there's going to be guys that do re- that feel like they competed really well and are think- sitting here saying, what the heck, how am I, why am I, why is my finishing placement lower? Uh, John, who, who, who would you, by the way, earbud Hiller, Hiller made a video where he ranked all the athletes based on their Instagram following and Noah was at the top. Uh, John, what, what do you think is your, the, the, your pick that concerns you the most, your, your worst pick? I'm probably Colton. Cause I took a risk that there'll be an event that he could smash because he's either going to be near the bottom at most events. And if he doesn't get an event that he can just, that's a body weight movement event or a barbell cycling event that he can just smash, then um, he's going to be near the bottom. And I'm just banking that there's going to be one or two of those. Has there ever been an athlete like Colton Mertens at the CrossFit Games? By that, I mean someone who's such an outlier. Is Cody Anderson in that um, group or has Colton beat him? Is Colton? The- I'd say the closest thing is Josh Bridges, but uh, I even I don't think Josh was as much of an outlier. Or Chris Spieler. That's what but- I was going to say. Even, even, but the competition wasn't as fit as it is now. I think he's as much of an outlier that we can have. Brian, as far as a games field goes, as well said. Uh, James, um, how many uh, you tested that workout? The um, the workout the they released today. Yes, I did. And have you tested a bunch of workouts? I have done some stuff. How is the workout with the rope climbs? 
didn't do that. <laughs> Is there anything else you can tell us? When's the next workout going to be announced? Don't know, actually. Um, what I, time? I, do actually, you, I actually don't know. What time do you report report tomorrow? Uh, that's a good question, too. Who are you sharing a room with? No one. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm lonely here, bro. Wow. It uh, sucks. Oh, really? It sucks? You would wish you shared a room with someone? Yeah, I, I mean, I love being around people. Are you close to Brian's room? Uh, Brian, are you in the Edgewater? No. Oh, oh you're balling, dude. I, I was you're balling. I'll come cuddle. They have these athletes all over the elevator. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. One day. One day I'll be there. Um, guys, is there anything else uh, anyone would like to add to this? Are we doing? We're doing the women tomorrow. Uh, who do you feel more? Uh, you feel better about the women than you do the men? I as do. far as the top goes, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's well said. I feel like I feel like one through fifteen. I have a. I feel pretty good about the women. I would say like fifteen to thirty is a little bit tougher for the women. There's, I, there's a lot of athletes that. I don't. I just don't know as much about or haven't seen compete as much recently. There's very distinct tiers in the women. At least I feel like there is, um, all the way down to what Brian said around 15. Uh, tomorrow at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, we have Ricky Garrard coming on the show. Then at 12:45, we have Jay Crouch and Rob Forte. And then at 6 p.m., we will do. We will tell you who's going to win the 2022 CrossFit Games, one through 40. Uh, in the women's division with uh, Brian friend, John young, and uh, possibly James Sprague. If, if have me on bro, Got yeah, have him, have him on anything else guys. Spoiler alert. James Sprague has picked Emma Carey to win the women's division. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's it. That's next. Good night. 